Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Emma. Today, I want to talk about a cause very near and dear to my heart, and that is why the USPS is awful. It is horrible. Oh, they're and terrible. I, we... <laughs> We really don't like the Postal Service here at the Tuttle Twins podcast. We like and the band, the Postal Service, for the record. I do like that band. <laughs> that is a great band, but they picked an unfortunate name. They because did. Now they will forever be um, tied together with lost packages and late mail and horrible customer service. So you might be wondering, what is there to dislike about the Postal Service? If you haven't really interacted with it very much, I totally understand. When I was a kid, I thought it was just, you know, the nice mailman who gives my dog a treat and brings me my holiday packages and my magazines and my letters from friends and stuff. But in reality, the USPS is very bad at its job. And you might recall that last Christmas, you may have had some packages that didn't come until like February. There was a crazy backlog for multiple months where thousands and thousands of packages just went missing or or were delayed until way after the holidays were over. It's practically spring by that point. And the head of the government agency who is in charge of the USPS, because it's a federal agency, or is it, a, is it technically an agency, Brittany? You I know, think it is. They might have like government, uh, what's it called? Like, I can't think. I don't know that it's an agency, but it definitely it, yeah. has like the blessing. It is an extension of, yes. in fact, the constitution technically lays out the, it's like roads. Yeah, exactly. It's so a public it's public good, I believe. It's a part of the infrastructure. Maybe it's considered like a public utility. I'm not yeah, totally I think that, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's run by the federal government and it, it's all of its offices, its main offices, the postmaster is the name of the guy that or the title of the guy that runs it. And it's all based in DC. So uh fast forward to this year. And the USPS has actually raised its prices. This was recent. This was, um, I believe, October 1st they kicked in. Raised its prices and get this, intentionally slowed down delivery times for a few different kinds of mail. And one of them is periodicals. So if you are not aware, the Tuttle Twins recently launched a magazine. It's been super fun. That's been sort of my main project. And Which my is job a periodical, just to back up a little, because that right. word is like silly, yeah. meaning like a period yes. comes out a certain period. Yeah. Yes. The good, good clarification. A periodical is just like a magazine or a newspaper or something like that that comes out every month or every season or something like that. So they slowed down intentionally the delivery of periodicals, including magazines. So we have had people waiting, you know, the first month when we did our magazine, everything got there within about a week. Now it's taking two to three weeks for people to receive their magazines, which is just crazy. And on top of that too, they're raising prices. And Louis DeJoy, who is the postmaster, which to me is such a funny title, um, (laughs) he said that this was necessary to help keep the agency afloat. And that to me is the hilarious thing is that, you know, they they literally have the market cornered. It's sort of like a government monopoly oh, on yeah. carrying mail. And they still, they have guaranteed customers, guaranteed money. They still cannot find a way to keep it running and keep it afloat. And that that is just like crazy to me. 
you know, and part of the reason this happens is because they're unionized. I don't know if you want to talk about that later, oh, but I just yeah. wanted to, to add a little tidbit is we've talked about teachers unions before and how they're bad. Postal service is the same way. I mean, mm-hmm. there's like an ongoing joke that postal workers are lazy because they're allowed <laughs> to be. And the whole motto is like through rain or shine or all these days, like, we'll, you know, trudge through the snow. And it's like, no, you won't. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. So the thing that really gets me too, and this happens in all government entities, is when you have a private business, like let's say UPS or or FedEx, and that they have a package. If their packages were delayed like this, they would have to at least appease. I mean, they would have to give a reason or, or offer a solution to their customers because they would be scared of losing business, right? But yeah. you can't send certain things through uh, UPS or FedEx, which is crazy to me. Like you can't mm-hmm. send, I think it's like letters or certified letters. Like you can only yeah. send parcels, which means packages, which is so silly. But we also see this with utility companies, meaning the companies that give your houses electricity and, oh, yeah. and gas and water. Don't get me started. <laughs> right? And we don't have um, an option. We don't have market choice. Mm-hmm. So instead of that, we're forced to use companies that are horrible and we literally have no say. The only option we have is go live off the grid. Yeah. You know, even solar panels are, they're very expensive. So it's harder Mm -hmm. for people to do that. So again, private businesses find a way to innovate, but the government just relies on basically, (laughs) they don't have to rely on They rely on government money and and, and subsidies to to stay afloat. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't even have to serve customers too. You know, because you brought this up, I'm going to tell a quick story about public utilities. Um, I am at my wits end right now because we recently moved and we, at our old house, I, I had, I live in Nashville and the company that runs the electricity, the only one that supplies electricity here is owned by the federal government. And then it's contracted out to our city. And First of all, they raised the prices really high. It was we got like a $300 utility bill one winter. It was during this crazy winter storm and we were in a super super small house and people were just getting these crazy charges. There's no accountability for how much they charge. They don't have to provide any kind of reasoning and they'll shut your power off if you don't pay it, which is which is, you know, that that's a normal part of an electricity business. But there's zero accountability because there's no competition. There's no one for them to compete with so they can charge whatever they want. But get this. I moved um, in December, my husband and I, and I called the company. I got proof of a letter. We were moving. The service was to transfer on this day. And a couple of weeks ago, I'm sitting in our new place and the power shuts off in the middle of the day. And I have had auto pay set up for three months. I've been paying the bill. It's been coming automatically out of my checking account. And um, I called the power company and I was like, what the heck happened? Why why did you shut off my power? And they were like, well, you're three months past due. You know, you haven't paid blah, blah, blah. And I go, well, then what have you guys been charging me for? Here's the receipts. They go, oh, well, you're still paying for your former address. And I had all of the all of the proof that I needed to prove that we transferred it over. But for some reason, someone on their end didn't transfer it over. They didn't file the paperwork the right way or something. I sat on hold for multiple hours. This was during the workday, mind you. So I'm trying to figure out I'm using like the hotspot on my phone. And I called so many times trying to get through to different people. They kept saying, well, I need a manager to help you with this. I need I need so-and-so to help you. And they kept promising they were going to call me back. They were going to file a ticket. I ended up having to pay the bill, even though I had already been paying for someone else's house at that point. So I'm, I'm rambling. But they're like that no. other person's just like, oh, great. No, <laughs> getting, they, getting free power. <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah. It was our house that we had sold. So I've been paying the bill for someone else. And yeah, it never applied to us. And get this, I still haven't heard back from them. I keep calling and they're like, well, we don't, we don't see your ticket, blah, blah, blah. We'll get back to you. We have long wait times, of course, blaming COVID too. So that's my little rant about public utilities and how they are a total scam. I always make the joke. They're like, thank you for being a customer. And I'm like, I'm not a customer. I'm a prisoner. (laughs) You're holding me hostage with this electricity. But this is, it kind of reminds me of Atlas Shrugged, which it's a really long book. It's its honestly, it's more suitable for adults. But we have a kid version of Atlas Shrugged, uh, the Tuttle Twins and the, the Search for Atlas. And this, this story talks about when the government takes over successful businesses and then they start to not work. They fail. They slow down. Um, there's some really epic train wrecks that happen in Atlas Shrugged because of government malfeasance and people not being able to do their job. And that is exactly what we're seeing with the Postal Service, where it's there is a failure to be accountable to customers. And people, you know, when there's no competition, your business is not going to get better and your prices, why would they lower prices if there's no competition? So that's pretty crazy. But then on the other hand, there was this scandal. Um, Brittany, I don't know if you want to talk about the USPS and how it was actually spying on people. This came out earlier this year. I don't know a whole bunch about this, but I'm going to tell you what I do know. And that is that, you know, there is a, (laughs) this cracks me up. There is a law enforcement arm of the USPS. So it's like, it reminds me, there's an old show Seinfeld where there's a library cop who's enforcing late library (laughs) fines. And this always reminds me of that. And people didn't even know. In fact, I think Connor and I told a story earlier on, but, um, but people didn't even know. Like, I didn't know there was a, a post office police, but it was tasked by the federal government to moderate pe- or monitor sorry, people's social media posts for extremist content. And like, mm-hmm. what does that even mean, right? But but one yeah. personal experience actually I have with this, not with the the post office brigade or police, but um, <laughs> I wrote an article once on. I think I called it "It's Time to Privatize the the Post Office." Mm-hmm. And you know, this was just an article I, I published for Foundation for Economic Education. My article usually did well, but I didn't receive backlash. Well, I get on Facebook one day, and I've noticed that like like 50 new people have followed me. They haven't added me as friends. They've followed me. So somebody in some postal worker group posted my piece and people, and my, my posts used to be public. I had to stop making them public for a while because I was getting bombarded with postal people who were monitoring my Facebook and coming to tell me that I didn't realize how bad people had it and not that your grammar makes you, you know, people who are intelligent who can't spell having said that. Uh, there was a lot of just failure. It was it was really actually kind of scary. Like I didn't love it because yeah. I'm like people know who I am. So even yeah. the non police are are monitoring. You know my oh, my page. Yeah. It's that's a crazy story. It's it's funny because the only mailman that I personally know, the only mail carrier, I should say, it's the gender neutral term. Um, my best friend's dad from high school. His name's Jeff, and I won't out his last name because he's kind of my undercover guy in the the postal (laughs) service. But he always talks about how if it was privatized, his job would be so much better. He's like, I would be paid better because I care about doing my job well. I get my routes done. He's like, I work on holidays, all this stuff. He's like, there's so much bureaucracy, which is like uh, over-regulation, I should say. There's so much bureaucracy in the postal service that the people who are good at their jobs and who take pride in doing a good job 
are not even really rewarded for it. They are treated exactly the same as all the people who don't care, who lose packages, who lose stuff and don't finish their routes and all of that. So that's like, we're not even being anti, you know, mail carrier, anti-postal worker. We're just anti-bureaucracy. We're anti-government running something that should be a business and should be competitive. So, um, you know, to kind of get us more towards wrapping up here, it's not like we think anyone who works for the post office is bad. It's that, you know, when the government takes control of a business, it never it never works out. And it's not like the government just took control of the USPS if it was private. I'm not super versed on the history of the Postal Service. But there was one guy who tried to launch a free yeah. market alternative, and he's someone that we love, Lysander Spooner. Brittany, do you want to just give a little quick rundown on sort of his venture? Yes, he is the coolest guy ever, and, and we did a, a previous episode on him. But so not only is he awesome for the story I'm about to tell, but he was also one of the earliest abolitionists, meaning he was very against mm-hmm. slavery. So all around cool dude. So he decides to start, I think it was called like the American Postal Company. I, I might have that wrong. American Letter Mail Company. The, yeah, see, I love that. American Letter Mail Company. So he starts his own post office and is like, no, the post office is terrible. I'm going to start a competing company. Obviously, the government didn't like this. I think eventually he just couldn't keep up with with uh, their, you know, getting money from the government and all that. Mm-hmm. But he started his own private company because he was saying, no, like there needs to be market competition. There needs yeah. to be, you know, a competitor because otherwise the post office has no incentive, which you've talked about before, mm-hmm. to to serve its customers. And I say customers in air quotes because we have no, um, no choice over that. Yeah. I love the IRS always calls me their customer too. I'm like, oh, no, gosh. I did not choose to do this. Uh, But so he starts his own. And I think that's a great act of courage because some of the best heroes throughout history have been the ones to stand up and say, here's another option for something. So he was stifled, meaning his plan was stopped by government. But he he's Mm -hmm. a pretty cool dude. Yeah, he is. And I actually I have my notes pulled up here because I was researching him a bit before the show. And it turns out that um, Congress actually forced him, Congress, all the way up to Congress, forced him to cease his operations in 1851 by legislating a U.S. monopoly. So they hated him so much that they actually said the government is going to create a monopoly and shut down this competitor to the Postal Service. So all I have to say in closing is that maybe if they hadn't shut down the American Letter Mail Company, your guys' Tuttle Twins magazines would actually be coming on time and they wouldn't be getting all mangled in the mail and someone would actually care about keeping our business. But that is, uh, that's just me ranting about my <laughs> frustrations with USPS. So now you guys know, uh, not, not as innocuous, not as friendly as they seem always. So we will, we will wrap it up there, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And check out the show notes for the episode on Lysander Spooner because he's a super cool guy that you should learn more about. Absolutely. Talk to you guys later. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed. And check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.